Welcome to my digital diary. I am Nikita Abnave and this podcast is dedicated to digital media, marketing and ad tech community in India. In this episode, I'll have conversation with Kosal about influencer marketing. Creators economy in India and globally has gone beyond imagination. It has touched all industries and mediums like social, video, audio, etc. Building brands in these changing times today include influencer marketing as a part of the marketing strategy. Let's explore in depth about this with Kosal. Kosal has a decade and a half experience across various industries and sectors. He started his career working in the IT industry, handling programming for SBI. Post that, he has worked extensively in digital media handling clients of various portfolios across BFSI, auto, in entertainment, social, FMCGs and others. Kosal has experience working in both agency and client side. He is currently Vice President at Madison in India. Hi Kosal. Hi. How are you doing? Very well. How did you find time in the middle of a working day to do this podcast? Okay, so I'm in between jobs and I decided to take a break to do this. And uh, I found some time for myself uh, to prioritize rest and to launch my podcast. So I think this is the best time to utilize, especially when you're in between two jobs, you can do things that you always wanted to do, right? Right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> nice, nice. Thanks. Good answer. So my next question to you is, <laughs> achha, sorry, you asked the question. Good one. I like that. I like that question. Please go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't have any questions to ask. Me. Thank you for doing this. Um, uh, it means a lot to me. No problem. Taking out time on a, a weekday, giving your time for my podcast uh, means a lot to me. Thank you. I not talk. So we are uh, going to discuss, like we spoke about earlier, we are going to discuss about influencer marketing on as a whole. I wanted to understand a few things, especially, you know, since you are in the industry since a very long time and handling things at Madison um, at leadership level. I wanted to understand, you know, if uh, you have any opinions on, uh, in general, on influencer marketing uh, what work are you doing around it? Uh, if you could share some more views or share some more, um, you know, things about and around influencer marketing. So actually, that's yeah, an interesting question, no? because what exactly is influencer marketing? How would you really define influencer marketing? You know, I remember not a very uh, long time ago, uh, we used to uh, look at social media as that thing that helps us create buzz. So uh, maybe we would uh, go after, we would say that a brand has created a lot of buzz when it would start trending, for example, on Twitter, right? Then uh, slowly we realize that, oh, trending organically, no point. There are ways to get a brand to trend. Why wait for organic trend when you can manufacture a trend, right? So we kind of uh, started figuring out how we can use influencers or micro-influencers or nano-influencers or anybody who's willing to do anything for money uh, to get our uh, brand out there. And uh, we would say, uh, you know, client pushed us, why is my communication not trending? And we would be like, sir, we'll do it for two hours. 
and then suddenly the brand would start uh, trending right so I, i don't know whether that is the start of influencer marketing the way we see it today but it's definitely one of the first uh, things that we mm-hmm. realized ki acha virality manufacture kiya ja sakta hai right? from there uh, then of course we evolved and then 4g happened 5g is going to happen data has become a lot cheaper the mm-hmm. ways that we can get a brand out there has changed but the fundamental truth has not changed for me influencer marketing is actually about it's it, it's more a word of mouth marketing that's now happening on a different platform altogether so pehle word of mouth marketing would happen uh, between friends relatives and acquaintances etc now it's possible to have this happen uh, in a much larger space your circle basically within your circle within my yeah yeah now with influencer marketing uh, we are able to get this across multiple people multiple platforms multiple cities multiple countries possibly if uh, money permits uh, or if the idea is really good uh, which uh, <laughs> is unfortunately not the focus a lot of times but yeah i don't know if i managed to answer your question but uh, just sharing some raw thought no no you did that's a good thought that you know it all began with uh, going viral or it all began with you know uh, how how can i reach uh, a larger set of audiences uh, and within less time uh, so if organic is not possible there are paid options also i think uh, that's that's uh, you're right that's where you know influencer marketing the germ i think was there Uh, so kosal moving on to the authenticity factor um, i really feel that brands and consumers both have a mixed reaction on influencer marketing in general uh, so so in your experience what do brands uh, speak about when it comes to influencer marketing and how are you uh, taking care of the consumer landscapes and the trends uh, to keep up with it and uh you know accordingly plan your campaigns see i'll break this question into two parts right one is authenticity from identifying the right influencers lens okay and second is authenticity of content so let me try and answer the identifying the right influencers part right so uh today uh when you because influencer marketing such is such an abuse term and everyone wants to become an influencer there are people who are ready to buy followers by uh, fans etc 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 right uh, then sure. what they would do is they'll show a large number of following ask for a lot more money from the brands the brands will pay that money and then it leads to nothing for the brand and that's a big issue i mean that that's pretty much how ad fraud the uh, works right and in this case this is influencer fraud so yeah. today uh, you know there are certain tools that are in place that are able to identify such uh, things that are happening right so for example uh, we work with a tool that uh, helps identify two things among others one uh, what sort of spike in followers or fallen followers are uh, influencer seeing so typically if there is a sudden spike in followers followed by a sudden fall in followers it indicates that those influencers have used certain bots to uh, increase their uh, follower base secondly you will see the sort of countries from where the influencers come 
uh, that will also uh, there'll be a lot of uh, followers coming in from middle east or certain other uh, locations because that's where a lot of bot traffic is coming from so yes. you'll be an influencer sitting out of india talking about content related to india but you're getting followers from certain some other region that's number 2 third when you have a lot of bot following uh, what will happen is there are certain benchmarks we have in place so if you have x number of influencers you should typically see an engagement rate of a b c d so if you have a lot of bot traffic the engagement rate will be much 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 lower much and lower of course you'll not get enough likes shares comments interactions etc 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 so we have to put these three things together to try and identify the authenticity of the influencers sure sure and that's a job that we have to do correct not a very difficult job also because there are tools in place to do that today. right right so this is how brands uh, look at authenticity but then how do you uh, look at uh, the consumer landscape how how are uh, consumers taking your campaigns or your ads uh, when they're out so yeah it's, it's simple yeah. as a consumer i know i'm being sold to right it's not a secret if i'm following an influencer sometimes the influencer is going to post branded content because that's how they are going to make money that's not a problem and most consumers recognize this right even before this entire influencer marketing influencer marketing took off we've seen videos by aib and a few others where they very openly used to call out saying you been paid to say this hence we are saying it and consumers did not have a problem in that they in fact actually quite enjoyed that content it is actually they end up having a problem if you try to hide very hard that the brand is not uh, paying you for it be open about it anyway there are asking uh, guidelines and regulations True. that uh, say that you need to mention if it's a paid uh, this one and most influencers are now doing that correct and in fact most brands are also okay with that in fact brands i mean i'm here to get my communication across to the end users i'll want to act like an influencer is organically picking up my content but everybody knows that's not the truth so everyone is being upfront about it and consumers are accepting it there is no real challenge i'll tell you where the challenge comes in right the challenge comes in if the brand starts treating an influencer the way they would treat a branded video right so uh, if you've seen um, dilshata yes uh, from i don't know 20 years ago uh, akshay khanna akshay khanna tha na ha yeah. akshay khanna he had this uh, dialogue where he sat on a beach and he said how you hold that sand if you hold it too hard it falls off or something on those lines right yes if you remember uh, uh, great because i don't I remember. remember yes <laughs> but i'm just trying to draw a parallel to that right <laughs> as a brand uh, when you give a brief to the influencers you should not hold hold on too hard to your brand right at the end of the day you love your brand yes but that's very inward looking mm. you brief an influencer and you need to allow him or her to come back with their rendition of how the uh, communication needs to be you try to hold on too hard to it it looks like just another ad yeah and it it just looks like any other ad and uh, Yeah, uh, the outcome is quite shitty. Uh, you don't get enough interactions. You don't get enough shares. You don't get anything. People will call you out for uh, doing a shitty job with your uh, campaign. Great point made, Kosal. Um, I agree with you, and that is a very good example. 
I also feel uh, that the rise of nano influencers and micro influencers uh, has come up because they exude a lot of uh, credibility, authenticity, and that's what brands value today. Yeah, maybe, maybe, of course. Uh, but uh, the fact is, uh, the most unauthentic campaigns are also a lot of times created by the micro and nano influencers because they concede to the brand's demands and not their fault that the yeah i mean what do you do i mean you you have a fan following of 10000 15000 you have your first big brand coming to you and telling you that uh, you know i want you to do an ad for me and the brand is probably doing this for the first time they don't know how the space works uh, they say ki hum tumko paise denge you do what you want uh, you do what we tell you to do they don't want to lose the uh, brand uh, the opportunity to put the brand out there and they'll probably put up very shitty content right Uh, which is again i repeat not their fault but it's more the brand's fault because they still don't understand the uh, space uh, very well so uh, yeah but that said uh, the sort of scale that you are able to drive through influencer marketing is actually coming on the back of micro and uh, nano influencers right and I, i mean we know brands have been built on the back of uh, these guys but that said uh, i'll also give you certain examples uh, of certain categories that are built through wrong practices uh, in the in, in the influencer field so if you're a startup and you're looking to raise funds okay what do you need to do you need to show certain traffic coming to your site you need to show certain uh, sales data coming to your site uh, so uh, you kind of use these micro and nano influencers you pay them upfront to get them to buy things from you and uh, probably not use those products just show those transactions on the site etc 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 just so that you can quickly raise funds also that's obviously fraudulent practice and a lot of uh, the smaller guys end up doing it because uh, it's quick money so the industry as a whole is still in need of regulation right now true true uh, i mean if you look at the ad industry the overall uh, digital ad industry the amount of frauds that used to happen not too long ago is crazy today uh, it doesn't happen as much not that it's completely gone away but because it doesn't happen as much because there are a lot of uh, standard practices that are being followed by brands uh, by platforms etc 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 uh the influencer industry is on the cusp right now uh we probably if you look at it in terms of the overall uh, adx uh if digital marketing uh, digital media today does 35 uh, 37000 crores on an annual basis influencer marketing is probably doing 1200 crores so it's still a very small number true because the number is small brands still look at that as an experimenting experimentative budget uh but it will not be that experimentative budget for very long authenticity will be the demand uh more uh practices that are followed will have to be more regulated and we're seeing that happen with the ascii guidelines etc etc so yeah i mean very interesting to see where this goes 
Yeah, I think you also covered a bit of uh, science and maths of it, especially understanding regulations and metrics. So, uh, you know, what kind of metrics uh, do you think are uh, uh, more relevant, uh, especially when it comes to checking authenticity and the reach factor? Uh, of course, engagement is there. The video views are there because uh, Instagram is one of the main uh, platform that, that is used for influencer marketing. So what do you think? How should metrics be defined, especially we are considering the regulation factor also? Yeah, so I think metrics become very, very important. I mean, of course, we've already covered the authenticity part uh, before this. I'm not going to go back to the authenticity. Uh, otherwise, people will think I have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> but the fact is, when you're planning on uh, the influencers that we need to reach out to, uh, there are things that we need to keep in uh, mind, including while an influencer, let's say, has a million followers, I mean, even if they're coming from India, uh, let's say... Uh, most of their followers are coming from uh, Punjab, for example, and the brand's distribution is only not available in Punjab. The brand is actually available in the south of India. Uh, so how do we verify that? I can't just go by one number and say that, acha, acha, this person has a million followers, I'll tie up with this person. I'll have to put that in place. Uh, I need to track where the followers of an influencer are coming from. What sort of reach, what sort of active reach would the influencer do? So if an influencer puts up a post, what is the estimated reach uh, that the influencer is able to give? Uh, also, uh, while they'll give views, it's very important for us to understand the effective cost per view kitna hoga. Because it's a very new industry, the benchmarks are also coming up. But I'll, I'll, I'll try to put a simple uh, this one in place. Let me give you an example, right? So today, um, in digital advertising, uh, standard digital advertising, if my cost, effective cost per view uh, on a YouTube ad or whatever other ad, OTT ad, is 15 pesa, 12 pesa, 20 pesa, whatever it is, on influencer, depending on whether they're micro, nano, mega, etc., etc., it'll vary anywhere from 50 pesa to 2 rupees. That's the sort of cost per effective view that we see, okay? Now you will suddenly have certain influencers say ki mere paas itna followers hai, main karega, mere ko kuch, I need some XYZ money, I, I, I need 10 lakhs to do your post. And the cost per effective view is coming to 12 rupees. I will not go and tie up with that person. And when I'm planning for this, I need to have that metrics in mind. I cannot go by, uh, uh, while obviously quality plays a big role, that cannot be the only factor. I need to know what it is that I'm delivering. In fact, some of our clients, we've also seen that while we planned for a, a 40 or a 50 pesa cost per effective view, because the content was so good and it went viral because uh, good content might go viral or bad content might go viral, but I'm getting distracted here because it <laughs> actually uh, did so well. The cost per effective view came down to 6 pesa. Yeah. But I cannot say ki every campaign will come down to 6 pesa. But we broadly have ranges in which we operate today. And it's not just cost per effective view. You also track your cost per uh, effective reach, ABCD, and multiple other factors. See, essentially, as the industry starts becoming bigger now, uh, the need for numbers also uh, becomes bigger. Because at the end of the day, let's understand one thing. The decision is being the decision on how much money to put or not put is being made by an agency or a 
brand manager or a media manager who understands numbers creativity is a secondary thing for a lot of people i'm not saying it should be but that's how uh, we are i mean we understand numbers right so as an industry i, I mean we 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 have to accept that fact so influencer at the end of the day there will be some benchmarks and once these benchmarks are in place that's where we'll see more money rolling in right, right? recently was at this uh, event where uh, i heard one very interesting uh, thing so influencer uh, on stage said that don't put numbers in influencer marketing because the moment you put numbers you're putting pressure on the creators to do content for the sake of numbers so that's where you start seeing that a lot of fraud is happening a lot of other uh, wrong practices are happening because the influencer at the end of the day is trying to deliver on your numbers i do not disagree with that that's absolutely right but eventually we will have to arrive at a number otherwise the industry will not grow so if today we are doing 1200 crores on influencer marketing and we want this to grow to say 5000 crores in the next few years we will have to back it up with numbers because at the end of the day the size of the business is also numbers yeah and it's an evolving thing speaking about the size of business uh, ipl is coming and all advertisers are trying to milk this opportunity so when it comes to ipl now let's understand one thing very clearly right why do brands invest in ipl okay now uh, typically when it comes to ipl or cricket traditionally in india uh what really mattered uh, for most brands is the sort of reach that it gave them right so you invest in cricket on tv a lot of people see your ad at the same time you get huge reach and then people start talking about it because everyone is watching the game at the same time right and that's what you call a tribal moment so i could a really good ad out there people find it interesting they talk about it the brand grows of course you get a crazy amount of reach at the same time now what's happened with digital marketing impressions reach etc 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 is everybody everybody doesn't see the same ad at the same time so uh, you put your ad out there uh, multiple people are seeing multiple different ads basis their tg basis uh, their city etc 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 and they're possibly not talking about it also as a brand you're paying a big premium for uh, this content uh, for your ad to appear in a content and people are not talking about it now influencer marketing because it operates on word of mouth has this unique ability of you know being present on a high reach platform and getting people to talk about it or creating tribal moments as well however because everyone thinks ki i need to leverage on influencer marketing or do something smart during ipl because i don't have the occasion to spend huge monies on uh, tv rights or digital rights or whatever etc etc every brand worth the blood will think ki acha main to kuch macha dega ipl mein baith ke yahan pe so they'll come out with ideas now let's the fact is not every idea is fantastic you don't even know what idea is fantastic but you if you are investing in influencer marketing during ipl one i i only have two steps or two solutions here step one 
come back with a kick-ass idea, come out with a kick-ass idea that you think might work, okay? Activate multiple influencers, get them to uh, create content around that. Fantastic. Step two, pray very, very hard and hope that it goes right. That's honestly the best thing you can do. But don't think that if you put a stupid idea out there, it will actually kick off uh, during IPL. That's not going to happen. However, it's an opportunity as well. So the ball is in your court and my court in terms of how we can uh, leverage IP. How do you make time uh, for yourself outside of work? And uh, you have any interest, hobbies? Please talk about it. Okay, so how do I actually make uh, time for myself uh, outside of work? And what do I do? Yeah, nothing too much. I uh, play tennis in the evenings. Uh, work out in the morning. And uh, sleep in the night. I mean... Nothing much. Apart from that, uh, weekends I spend uh, doing absolutely nothing. Uh, but I think that's what really works for me, man. Doing absolutely nothing. And uh, as soon as we wrap this uh, podcast, I will go and chill. So please let me know if my answer is good enough. Thank you so much, Kosal. Thank you for your time. means a lot. Thank you. Okay, bye. See you. Tata. Have fun. I hope you like this conversation. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show. Rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I will be back with a new guest next Wednesday. Till then, stay tuned.